What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to the first episode of Smack Talk for 2016. This is episode number 215, presented to you, as always, by SmartOutMoment.com. I am your host of the panel, Tony Mango, and joining me on the mic for this episode, we've got the usual suspects here, Mike Payton. What? Sean Walker. Yeah. Steven Wago. Shut up. And the co-host of 2015, as voted by you guys, Drew White. Happy days, everybody. Happy days. days. Don't worry, we've all made bad decisions. Right, I never said it was a good decision, but yeah, it is what it is. That that was a decision. Uh, it, it definitely <laughs> was a decision. It was definitely not a not decision. Nor was it a unanimous decision. Yeah. MMA. What the fuck happened to that show? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. On our main event for this episode, we're actually going to have two main events, the one to watch and the future endeavors forecast for 2016. We do those at the beginning of the year, so of course we're going to knock them out in the first episode here. We got the hot tags coming up in part two, the rest holds coming up in part three, Fantasy League is at the end of the show, and part one is the way that it always is, the wrestling trivia question of the week, otherwise known as the Ask Him. For those joining us for the first time that don't know what the Ask Him is, this is a quick little breakdown that I can give you right now. There are two questions that tie in together in some fashion. The first question goes to the panel. The second one goes to the audience. Last time around, we had the 2015 Smartout Moment Awards, so I don't have one to actually recap. So let's get right into this week's set of questions. And the question to the panel, these are both uh, New Year's Revolution related, by the way. Who won two matches back-to-back at New Year's Revolution, and who did he defeat both times? This was back in 2004, 2005, right? Somewhere around that. Is it uh, John Cena? Was... Is it Edge beating John Cena? Nope. Oh, I think it was Edge. He wrestled. Did he say he won both matches or he just wrestled two matches? Won both matches back to back. And who damn, did he defeat? Mind. Like back to back on the same show? Yeah. Okay. Um, it was probably 2005 then. It was in 2006. Edge did wrestle at uh, New Year's Revolution, though, right? Where he won two Elimination Chamber matches. No, he lost one. Won the yeah, other he lost one and then won the other, yeah. Well, that, was that New Year's Revolution? I just thought there was Elimination Chamber at that point. It might have been. That, was, that, was, that wasn't even Elimination Chamber. I think there was No Way Out when it was still called that. Jeez. <laughs> okay, I know it was, like, old, mm. but I wasn't sure. Because they hosted the fucking Chamber at a random time in January for a while. It was so much better when it was called No Way Out. Mm-hmm. So anyway, any, I have no idea for the answer. Any guesses? CM Punk. I think it was No Way Out. <laughs> Shelton oh. Benjamin defeated Maven. Hmm. One of the reasons why Maven I wanted to pick it? this one is because we were talking about Maven. So. Oh, I think I remember that. He, I think he beat him multiple times in that match, not just two. Like it was. Um, he beat him like I'm... really fast, and he was like, "No, no, no, I want to rematch." Yeah. And then he beat him again. And then he got his ass kicked like a few times that night. It was funny. It was funny. <laughs> so the question to the audience. Who has a record of two wins and one no contest at New Year's Revolution? If you think you know the answer or you want to take a guess or anything else, leave a comment below on YouTube. Send a tweet at SmartOutMoment with the hashtag AskHim or leave a comment on SmartOutMoment.com itself. Next week we'll tell you the answer and anything else that we need to tell you. We're going to roll along in part two with the hot tags, so stay tuned, everybody, as Smack Talk continues. Welcome back, everybody. We are on part two, the hot tags. Got a couple different stories to talk about here, so let's just get right into it with the thing that I think people are going to care about the least. We have two different couples in WWE that are in different uh, different straits here. We have Tyler Breeze and Summer Rae have split up, and Emma and Zack Ryder are dating now. So, 
there's not too much to talk about, but the two things that I do want to ask everybody here to chime in on. First off, do you think that splitting Tyler Breeze and Summer Rae is a good idea, or is this just going to hurt either of them, or both of them? And second, as far as Emma and Zack Ryder go, two pretty quirky people. Do you think that they could be paired up in the future? I'll go like, on I'll go camera? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, maybe she could turn babyface, join the hype rose or something like that. Oh, that way they can both not get TV time. <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> Don't ever do that. <laughs> Emma's doing a good thing on her own, and I wouldn't ruin it by having Zack Ryder go anywhere near her. If he, if he wants to touch her backstage, good for him. But don't don't bring their on-screen characters at all. That sounded too creepy. If he wants to touch her backstage. <laughs> like he's just like, I don't know, rubbing his hands on her face or something. Probably. That's probably exactly what they're into. And he probably whispers woo-woo-woo while he doesn't. <laughs> oh, you know it. That's all everybody has to say about that? And the Tyler Breeze and Summer Rae? Well, for, well, for the Tyler Breeze and... Uh... Good. You know, what's her face, horse face type of thing. Um, pretty much, uh, it made no sense that she was paired with him. He loves himself, and to be fair, he still loved himself and really never paid attention to her while they were, uh, you know, paired together. But it was just weird and it really didn't add much when they were together. So, for that, there's my response. And for Zack Ryder and Gumface, good for him. That's probably the best he could do, anyways. Did you call someone one... Ray horse face? Yeah, kind of. Shut up. She looks like a bird, not a horse. Ah, uh, bird. Sorry, sorry. She's a fit bird. She does when she wears a fucking feathers. Mm. I miss her wearing the feathers. She needs to be paired up with Fandango again. Or round face. Yeah, get round face back for Fandango. <laughs> what are round face. Been doing? Round face, not brown face. <laughs> round face is what Roddy Piper did. <laughs> But as far as uh, Emma and Zack Ryder goes, I've had my fill of Zack Ryder for a lifetime. Just fucking, I don't care about for it. For a lifetime. <laughs> yes. I, I like, I'll never, like, if he ever gets to, like, a push for, because they're low on talent, I'll not have a nostalgia pop for him. Like, when Heath Slater got a push, I'm like, oh, man, awesome, Heath Slater. If it happens with Zack, I'm going to be like, oh, man, Heath Slater. I, I like, did not Zach give Ryder. a shit at all. <laughs> You're like, oh, man, Heath Slater. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I will be upset because it won't be Heath Slater. Um, but yeah, I'm done with Zach. Fucking like people like to blame um, WWE for him not succeeding. It was his terrible acting and terrible in-ring work. Woo woo woo. Word. Anyone want to chime in on anything else before we move on? All right. The Rock has said that he's going to appear at WrestleMania 32. This was a little bit a while ago before we had a chance to talk about it, so I figured we'd just talk about it now. What do you guys think Rock is going to do, and what would you prefer him to do? Because it might be two different things. Well, he'll come to the ring. He'll say, finally, The Rock's come back to WrestleMania. Um, he'll raise his eyebrow. Then he'll leave. Really hoping that it's not just a promo like that. It's definitely going to be a promo, because it's in his contract that he can't do anything physical. Okay, okay. I got it. Did you read his contract, Sean? Did I did. You get a copy I, of it I, expressed, I'm a, I'm a... delivered to your door, and then you unraveled the little thing, took it out, put on your reading glasses, and you read that line. Yes. I just got my stamp of approval. Surprise you know. Well, I've got an idea what they could do, and it's pretty risky. The main event could end in a double count out. The Rock can come out, restart the match. 
He's only done it once. If he's the uh, official cool. host for it, I guess he could. It'll really surprise him this time. Ugh. Yeah. Be a second twice in a lifetime thing. <laughs> no, they don't even have to announce that he's the host. I bet, like, if he just goes out and's like, "Yeah, I just should start the match," I didn't like it. They would, they would go along with it. But yeah, you. The gist of it is, I'm very underwhelmed for the Rock unless he's wrestling. I, I hope he's wrestling Triple H because whilst a lot of people don't want that because eh, it's two fucking part timers, well, those two part timers entertain the fuck out of me for 1999 and 2000. So go fuck yourself. See, here's what I'm thinking is. Pretty much, I mean, we know we're going to get at least a promo from him. Like, he's not going to show up at WrestleMania and just be sitting on the sidelines and wave to the camera. He's doing something. So he's either cutting a promo, he's being the host, or he's getting involved in a match. I'm thinking, because I still think this is going to be Triple H and Roman Reigns for the title. I'm thinking that Vince McMahon is in uh, Triple H's corner and The Rock is in Roman Reigns's. And that's it. I'd be down for that. Why not? Fuck me. <laughs> oh, at least one person kind of thinks it's a decent idea. It's okay. No, 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 no. You could do Rock as like a referee. You could do Rock as an enforcer. He's got to be more involved than just, I'm just going to stand in Roman Reigns' corner and then raise his arm up like I did at Royal Rumble. I'm not putting any kind of faith in him actually wrestling. I would love to see him wrestle, but... I don't think he's going to. I think there's a possibility, but in like a tag match or something where he only has to come in and do a couple moves. I wouldn't give up all hope on that just yet. Hmm. If he's going to appear in a tag match, I think pretty much the only people he could tag with are the Usos. Okay. Maybe like the Usos and The Rock against The New Day or something yeah, like that. Yeah, we could do something like that. I'd be down for that. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, Usos are kind of blur, but... Yeah, but then the Usos get, like, a main event rub, and then I have to watch the Usos. So yeah, but it's be... fine, because they'll just fuck it up afterward, and then the Usos will go away. So it's it's cool. <laughs> that's yeah, how, you're right. That's how they do. <laughs> so, uh, a couple days ago, nude photos of Dana Brooke leaked. First off, did you check it out? Second, thumbs up, thumbs down, what do you think? And uh, anybody think this is going to, like, hurt her career? No, it won't hurt her career. No, it didn't look... And I don't care. I mean, I, I didn't even realize they looked like her. But, uh, you know, that's what makeup could do. I honestly thought the picture was from a few years ago. Probably was. Yeah. Or, I mean, I mean she, she didn't I mean, look as muscular know. as what she does now, so. Well, she wasn't I mean, posing either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and with muscles out. <laughs> at least she didn't have a picture on her Instagram of, like, Hitler or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> a nude picture of Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean... It probably didn't, well, help. I mean, I don't know if it will actually do anything for her, but remember, Seth Rollins, everyone has seen his dick, and uh, he was a World Heavyweight <laughs> Champion at one point. So, I mean, it can't do much harm, to be honest with you. That's something I was hoping somebody would bring up, because in my mind, if they were to have any kind of negative repercussions against Dana Brooke, it would be kind of ridiculous, because Rollins didn't get that. Yeah, okay, was... Rollins was champion, like, before the nudes were leaked. And no? Defended... Are you sure? No, I'm pretty yeah. sure it was like before. No, 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 uh, he was, uh, was definitely champion before. You sure? Yeah, and I'm pretty yeah. sure, like after his nudes were, were released, that's when Raiden started went down. <laughs> oh, so is that the correlation? Mm-hmm. Um, WWE tanked the ratings as punishment for him. <laughs> can't have, his, don't, can't don't have forget, a champion with a small penis. Don't Same. forget, Lana's got nude photos out there as well. So you know, mm-hmm. swings it around a buzz. I thought there weren't really nudes. I thought she was still covering herself up. What, Lana? Yeah. Or Dana Brooke. 
Because Dana Brooke still is kind of covering herself up in the pictures. But, I mean, it's, you know, just something for people to check out if you're interested. I actually think that Dana Brooke's taken a step up in um, a couple of regards. When I've watched her on Breaking Ground, she doesn't seem as annoying. And we kind of, like, ragged on her quite a bit for, like, the overuse of the makeup and stuff like that. She looks so much better when she doesn't have all that on. I think a lot of people What's give some unnecessary shit about her muscles and stuff. I've never actually found her gross and disgusting like a lot of people have. Not Don't get me wrong, she doesn't, bl- she doesn't blow me away as far as drop-dead gorgeous, but by no means is she ugly. Good body on her, very least. I think, I think she's a fit bird. I don't forget, you know, we, they used to promote Playboy, all right? What happened to those days? They went PG. Bring back Playboy. Yeah. Pretty easy. <laughs> Plus, Playboy doesn't do news anymore. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, they decided that they wanted to kill their whole point. Yeah, because apparently, no, 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 people. No, what people a fucking world articles. we live in now. Mm. <laughs> fucking Playboy doesn't even do nudes anymore. What a fucking ridiculous world. Oh. By this trend, it's going to be like uh, you're going to go to the drive-through at McDonald's and be like, "You'll have a burger," and they'll be like, "Oh, we don't have fast food here anymore." <laughs> I just got you guys. We actually serve salads. <laughs> well, actually, they are debuting a new type of McDonald's. I think it's in Korea, and it's all like healthy food. Jesus Christ! Would be <laughs> this is ridiculous. Too. I thought they did that already. Ugh. Maybe they did. I won't be surprised. See, they that's said... why you just go to Wendy's instead. So much better. Let's move on to the 2015 NXT year-end awards. You can vote for them on WWE.com. we got a couple different categories here. The overall competitor of the year, a couple different people for that. Who do you think you would end up voting for? Baron Corbin. I don't even think he's on the list. (laughs) Then I'm not going to vote. No, he's not on the list. Then I'm not going to vote. Fuck this. This is fucking garbage. I already sent you a... uh, list here for you to double check so now you don't get confused john <laughs> this uh, is uh an easy victory for finn balor i would say no one oh. has done more for that company this year than finn balor sure. i think bailey yeah overall competitor too. of the year i'm tempted to give it to kevin owens i fucking love kevin owens i know it was short but kevin owens was there for like three months mm-hmm. yeah it was like an awesome three months well see they did bailey. split this up male competitor of the year and female competitor of the year and I think that we can all agree this they're kinda down to two people for each one. Like female has to be either Bailey or Sasha Bangs. It'll right? be Bailey. Bailey. I would go with Bailey. Bailey. And male competitor of the year, Finn Balor's either the top that I would think or number two. I think Owen's matches are more entertaining. I like Owen's better, but I would vote for Finn Balor. They wouldn't give it to a heel either. Well, I mean if the people vote for him. Seth Rollins won superstar of the year, you know? Yeah, but he's also out. They they want him to get babyface heat. They don't want Kevin Owens to get that, especially when he's already on the main roster yes. and doesn't do him any good. As soon as Seth gets back, they're going to start teasing the breakdown between him and Triple H. So I think that Finn Balor is probably going to win Male Competitor of the Year. I think Bailey's pretty much a, a solid Female Competitor of the Year pick. But between those two, I'd have to give the edge to Bailey as the overall competitor. I think Balor might win it, though. I'm fairly sure Balor win only because he's done more on a grander scale. Like he did that beast in the East show, which definitely caught a lot of people's eye because he was on the same card as Brock Lesnar there. I just think he has a more developed character that people are more oohed and odd at. And mm. I, I think he's more likely someone that we're going to see make a big splash on the main roster and 
giving him that final award there will be like, oh, he was the overall competitor of the year of NXT. Mm-hmm. Bailey, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we don't see her come to the main roster this year. That Beast in the Ace show did a lot for Finn Balor. Um, oh, yeah. Put it into perspective, he was on the sh- uh, show that John Cena and Brock Lesnar were on, and everybody said that match with Finn Balor and Kevin Owens should have been the main event. What was the best and match? And they were fucking right. Yeah. Was the Cena tag match the main event? Yep. Ugh. And to be quite honest, that wasn't, like, the main, the main event was Brock Lesnar versus whoever he wrestled. That's what they it's were, was I don't remember. I just know Brock killed somebody. Um, <laughs> but even so, people were talking about Finn Balor and Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Tag Team of the Year. The five potential choices are Blake and Murphy, Vaude Villains, Enzo and Cass, Dash and Dawson, and the Lucha Dragons. Bullshit. Even though they never won the belt, I'd have to vote for Enzo and Cass. I feel like that's what they're going to do, too, even though they've had one of the worst years of any of these teams. Mm-hmm. I feel like they would give them Enzo and Cass again, just because the baby face pop. Well, out of the five teams, they're the only one that didn't win the titles. Mm-hmm. All four of the other ones did. I can't did. believe Chad and Gable and Jordan on this. This fucking bullshit. They've been around for two months, dude. I don't care. Do you I not understand how this I'm works? Fucking Dash and <laughs> Dawson. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to give it to the Luch Dragons. <laughs> I mean, they're only there for a couple months, too. Um, I'd probably give it to the Vaude Villains, just because I'm a mark for them. I think they're a possibility, too. I'd give it to the Vaude Villains. They've done more this year. I don't know. I'd give it to Enzo and Cass, just because they're the most popular of all the teams. I'm ready for those guys to just move up to the fucking main roster. Like, either give them the tag titles or move them up. See, I don't know. I, I really, really like them. But I got a feeling if they moved them up, they would kind of kill them. Like, I, I almost want them to stay there for another maybe seven months or so. I, I will tell you when they're coming up. SummerSlam? SummerSlam or that Raw after. Mm-hmm. The whole Brooklyn thing. It's perfect time for them. The I'm sh- I was shocked they didn't probably... do it this year, but if they have to do it this year. The Raw after would be most ideal because that's probably the, that's a good crowd for everybody to sing along and teach the audience. Plus, you don't have to set them up in advance to wrestle on SummerSlam. So, you get SummerSlam out of the way, you start the next quarter of the year off with a bang, you know. I, I'd love to see that happen. And, but... uh, at the end of the day, those two guys aren't even 30 yet, so they still have a, a few years in front of them, so I, I would like to see him up on the main roster by the end of the year, but... Fuck. How old is Cass? He's pretty young, isn't he? They're both 29, I believe. Cass could be such a big star in the future. Man. Cass has got main eventer written all over him, and he's got so much time to develop. It's going to mm-hmm. be awesome. He's Can't got teach that, man. everybody looked at Test and was like, "Should have been a main eventer if he just had a bit of charisma and could talk a little better." Cass can do that, and he gives me like such a vibe um, of Test. And you could keep Enzo with him forever. Yeah, he could always just be like a manager in the future. Mm-hmm. Because Enzo's like, Enzo's cool on the mic, but he's not that special in the ring. Here's the thing, people underestimate how valuable it is to have a manager that can take bumps. Like, for sympathy for a cast to go and kick the shit out of people for when his friend gets beaten down. Mm-hmm. Enzo's a very valuable tool to a cast, and they could keep him as a pair forever. I'd be down with that. We have a match of the year, I'm not going to read them all down here, but my vote would end up going to the Sasha Banks and Bailey one from TakeOver Brooklyn. <laughs> It's it's not even a contest. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else that even compares to that. 
when I looked at the list, I was just kind of like, all right, there's that one, then there's the one from Respect, and then I was like, what other ones are there? <laughs> like, I was sitting there thinking about it, and like I don't remember the uh, NXT Charlotte Sasha Banks match from uh, July fifteenth. Might have been good. Okay, shit. In comparison I, to that, fuck no. <laughs> I agree, but don't underplay Neville versus Balor. That was fun as fa- fun as oh. hell. Almost every match that I'm seeing on here that's nominated is a good to great match. Mm-hmm. But Bailey versus Sasha Banks is one of the greatest matches of all time. And that's not like blowing smoke up its ass. That was a fucking phenomenal and history making match. Go far as far as saying one of the greatest wrestling matches of all time. I'd easily say it's one of, it is the best Divas match of all time. No, Which sorry, by let proxy me has to put that up there if it's let me the scratch best of that. a division. Best woman's match of all time. I don't want to disrespect them by calling them Divas. <laughs> <Good point. laughs> Well, we do have that Brock Lesnar Beast from the East match on this list. We have uh, Joe and Balor from London. We've got the Fatal Four Way that was like pretty awesome back on uh, Takeover Rival. You so know, yeah, all, I mean there are a lot of good matches here. All these matches I did enjoy. I and uh, Balor and Neville might be my second favorite match out of all of these, but I'm like, I'm gonna have to give it to Bailey and Sasha too because that match was incredible. It was probably the best match of the year on the main roster and on NXT, so I really can't doubt that. Yeah, Bailey and Sasha T O O or Bailey and Sasha Two. Uh, no, respect. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I, they're okay. both about the same, but uh, I, I wasn't as into the 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 Iron Man match. I don't yeah. even think they're close. I think Brooklyn's like heads and heels with better show. Oh, so, Brooklyn was so much better than the thirty minute. I yeah, mean, the Iron thirty Man... minute Iron match was a letdown in my opinion. Like it wasn't a bad match by any means, but my expectations were so high. Well, that's due to expectations. If that match was on its own, it would possibly mm-hmm. be the women's match of the year. But yeah. they had that match at Brooklyn. <laughs> if the respect so one would have came first, the Brooklyn one would have been like, "Oh my god, they took that thing and took it even to the next level." Like, the Neville level. But um, <laughs> that Brooklyn match, <coughs> excuse me, has to end up winning this for sure. Uh, then that takes us into the final one, takeover of the year. We have rival Brooklyn, respect, and London. Brooklyn, as far as I'm concerned. Again, all great shows. This is not like I, I just want to say, oh, it's this is the easy choice because those were terrible. But the easy choice still is Brooklyn for me. And maybe I'm biased because I got to attend that show live and I that always makes an experience more special. But just top to bottom, that card was amazing. So many special moments, especially the, the match that we just talked about for the match of the year. The fantastic main event, uh, which was basically the send off that night for Kevin Owens. Uh, I, I can't say enough about how great this show was, but all the other ones are great too. Respect was so unique with that tournament uh, and the women main eventing it. London, mostly the crowd was what made that show special, to be honest, but it was still a good to great show. Uh, Rival as well. These takeover specials are just always so fantastic. As far as like the build to these shows, I'd say Rival was my favorite build because mm. that Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn feud was so good and I feel like we got shorted on that one but there's always time for that uh brooklyn has to be the better show though just because of the amount of quality that was there i mean wasn't that the one where you had jushin liger versus tyler breeze yes. Yep. yes like there was so much good yeah. on that show just oh the apollo Cruz debut Cruise, yeah yeah oh the freaking baron corbin and samoa joe which like Unexpectedly, like, was way better have, than it should have been. It should have been terrible, but it actually was a good match. That was basically mm-hmm. where the step up of Baron Corbin started. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
Where he suddenly became one to watch, you yeah. could say. <laughs> <laughs> Told you guys. So let's talk about the last hot tag here. We actually mentioned this quite a bit on the Monday Night Raw post show, but we still do need to talk about some of the extra little things that have happened since then because, oddly enough, there's been more information that came out in the past 24 hours. Uh, AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, Doc Gallows, Shinsuke Nakamura possibly coming to WWE. seems like a guarantee now because they actually put something up on WWE.com about it. And then on top of that, James Storm possibly re-signing with TNA. Uh, how you have to like, ruin this good story before we uh, got to talk about all the cool stuff? <laughs> well, okay. Let me you just get say... four awesome guys to come into the company, and then you get James Storm that goes like, nah, I don't want to be a part of it anymore. And it's like, damn it, dude, Like, this could be so great for everybody if they would have all stuck around. And well, Of course, re- we don't know 100% for sure if they actually are, but, I mean, it seems like it's a fucking done deal, right? I'm really excited about the fucking Bullet Club stuff, so I'm just going to talk about James Storm first and get the shit out of the way. Mm. I think it's scoop, 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 scuttlebutt. I think Storm is sticking with the WWE because he's not a fucking idiot. He lost all that weight. The only reason I could see him going back to TNA is if for some reason WWE just decided they didn't want him, which is a possibility. Yeah, That's something we might just have to swallow. Maybe just it was another situation where they just did not see the star in the guy for some reason. Maybe he failed a wellness test. Who knows? Hmm. Well, he is at the tapings for TNA. Well, he, that could always uh, be a one-night thing. doesn't mean he signed a deal. He might have just went for some participation like he did for that tournament or something. Does he have uh, one of those contracts that Samoa originally had where he could still do any bookings as well? He, he was just for he, appearance. Yeah, I think he's got an open contract. So, hmm. I mean, fuck, maybe he's just doing that where he's just using his yes, ability but- to go elsewhere. Typically, when you sign one of those contracts with WWE, you're not meant to make televised appearances, but he could have some special deal. By the way, uh, there's TNA tapings. Anybody interested? Uh, Mike Bennett and Maria made their uh, debut. Oh, God. Damn it. And, uh, I heard Ethan they were Carter, rumored for WWE. That's a shame. EC3 won the world title. Oh, you mean? So, oh. so let me just get this right. So Matt Hardy beat EC3. EC3. <laughs> Well, shit, his name might as well be that if he comes to WWE. Um, and he vacated the title. And it EC3 sat in abeyance for the, like four months. And now EC3 is the champion again. Happy days. Fucking idiots. Welcome to Pop TV. <laughs> new year, new station, same old shit. Wow. Well, I wouldn't say that. That is a tagline. I don't know what is. Right? <laughs> That's pretty fucking accurate, Dan Tony. <laughs> so, I mean, you get somebody like Maria and Mike Bennett going to TNA. That's that's a positive for them. Bad thing for Maria and Mike Bennett. But then we get the biggest story is a whole the whole Bullet Club thing. And now we had a uh, Kenny Omega. It seems like he might be heading up the the Bullet Club from now on. But. I didn't look too much into this, and maybe you guys can kind of fill me in if there was something that I'm missing. Kenny Omega attacked AJ Styles, right? Mm-hmm. Did the other Bullet Club people do that as well? After, yes. uh, well, AJ Styles wrestled Shinsuke Nakamura at the January 4th Dome show for the Intercontinental title. Nakamura successfully defended it, or won it. I don't remember how that played out, defended actually. It. He defended it. Uh, then the next night, on what was basically their Raw After Mania show, Kenny Omega and Nakamura 
wrestled. I don't think it was for the title. Actually, they were in was... a tag match against each other. Yeah. No, I thought it was a singles match, but it was an untitled. No, it was a tag match, and it was um, Kenny Omega and AJ Styles against Nakamura and somebody. I don't know. doesn't really oh, okay. matter. Um, but Kenny Omega got the pin on Nakamura, which, you know, you pin the champion. That's a big deal. And afterward, AJ and Omega are celebrating, and AJ's up on the corner. Not, uh, Omega grabs him from behind, hits his move onto him, and just all of a sudden starts cutting a promo about how he was always considered the junior which basically means like a, a lightweight. He's like, well, not anymore. I'm coming for the Intercontinental title. So Nakamura, you better watch out. And then the rest of the Bullet Club members came in and were like, yo, what the crap did you do? What was that all about? And then <laughs> then they just started all kicking him down. Like, it's not like he actually convinced them or anything. They did like a wolf pack symbol to each other. That was supposed to be the significance that they joined each other. Thing to note, though, is the two of them that were most hesitant to turn on Styles were Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. That's yes. what I was going to ask, was if they were a part of it too, then that seems a little bit weird that they would not they, like come to his aid or something, you know what I mean? They were the most hesitant, and then Kenny Omega was like, yeah, but Wolfpack, and they're like, oh, well, now you put it that way. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah, it's a very good description of how that whole played out. Hmm. I, yeah, I don't think this is done. I'm sure they're going to got a couple more weeks they're going to draw on with the guys that they have there. I'm well, sure they have. There's an awesome match they could do. They could do Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus AJ Styles and... Duck and Anderson. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked they aren't just letting this whole Bullet Club thing die. If they're really going to try to keep this continuing. Well, this isn't the first time they've lost the leader. Exactly. Uh, it was um, Prince David uh, Finn Balor. So now that's mm-hmm. kind. Of, it fits, and I'm glad for Kenny Omega because he gets o- he gets overlooked, and it's actually very fitting that he's in the role that he is for this storyline. Uh, guy's a hell of a worker. Um, if you guys saw that for yourselves last night, well, not last night, Sunday. And the guy can talk as well, so I'm happy for him. I guess they just kind of figure they've put up so much into this. They've invested a lot of money in the name, and there's kind of no downside really to keeping it. You know, I mean, if it sticks around and it's still popular, why not? I've got a theory why they're doing it. If all these guys come into WWE, if they're going to try to do some type of stable as well, like maybe they'll actually try to do the Balor Club. I've always thought about that. I thought that'd be a really fucking cool idea. What was your theory for you? Um, the reason they're doing keeping the Bullet Club alive, mm. T-shirts. Oh yeah. No, yeah. Nobody in that fucking company sells T-shirts. Like no. you don't see the audiences with um, Tanahashi shirts or Okada shirts. Not what I could fucking read what they said. Um, but you see plenty of Bullet Club T-shirts. Hmm. Even also, here in America, I see Bullet Club shirts it? all over the place. It'd be stupid not to keep the Bullet Club around just for merch. So here's another question about these people. If they do come in, a lot of people are saying that they would go straight to the main roster. Maybe not all of them, maybe not Nakamura, but that AJ Styles at the very least would, and if not, maybe Anderson and Gallows. Gallows has already been on the main roster, so that's somebody that they can definitely trust. And Styles is somebody who he's been around long enough that they kind of know his ins and his outs, and he's he not like some rookie with guy. Sting and Kurt Angle. What more validation do you fucking need? Right, so... Another thing is whether or not you would see them on the main roster or NXT, but a lot of people are actually even saying that they might pop up in the Royal Rumble. Mm. That, I think, is total BS. I'm not expecting them to show up there. Also incredibly stupid unless AJ Styles is winning, which they shouldn't have him win. I would like to see AJ in the Royal Rumble, just as a surprise entrant. Now, I I would assume... Every match he's in until it's worth uh, having him lose, he needs to, like, win. 
See, I would, like I would assume that these guys them. wouldn't even get on the on WWE television until after WrestleMania. It's a possibility that they bring up a you know, well in advance and stuff like that, and there's definitely the possibility that they go to the main roster. But a lot of people are putting, I think, too much into this. They're expecting they're going to come up in 20 days. They're going to be in the Royal Rumble, and like you said, Wego. I mean, if it's kind of maybe a mistake if you have them in there and they don't win anything. Well, let's well, put it this way: Nakamura is still going to drop the title. Right. Well, they could do that pretty quick. But and here's the thing: we're going into WrestleMania season fast, and they're lacking stars and name power. They have just enough time to get these guys in the program, in the mix, and set them up for something for Mania. So I, if they do, they need to move fast. Right. If they want to get that set up for that. If and they, I, if we don't see them act on something by Royal Rumble, then it won't be until after Mania. I hope at least. I tell I you, know. the one thing that I can see them doing that I think they could pull off if it's really fast, these four guys against the Wyatt family. And I'll see, I was going to say Gallows should debut with the Wyatt family. No. Keep the Bullet Club <laughs> that together. Pretty cool. Okay, his tag team is pretty fucking awesome. Um, that match that he had was probably not a good example of that, but they, they need more tag teams. So That's the only way I could see them coming in that quick, though. And they could even maybe even do that in the Royal Rumble, because if the Wyatt family's like kicking serious ass, and then you know Styles, Anderson, Gallows, and Nakamura come in, that could be the type of thing where like the four members of both teams they sort of all eliminate each other, and then they don't look that bad. Nah. Then you have them kind of fighting, you know, over the next couple of weeks, kind of establish them a little bit, and then bam, the four on four at WrestleMania. That could be an easy way to get these guys on the main roster. There's an easy way to do it, and I'm gonna probably hate myself for saying this and his name is John Cena Cena gets attacked by all the bullet club that's your Wrestlemania program I'm so, still hoping John Cena is leading a team against League of Nations bullet club versus League of Nations <laughs> John Cena versus the League of Nations versus this crew just John Cena by himself he sure. beats everybody why not and it's for the U.S. title, which he doesn't even have at the time. <laughs> Sounds like John Cena. <laughs> Alrighty, well, those are the hot tags of the week. Make sure you leave your comments below. Tell us what you think about all these different topics. In particular, what you think that they can end up doing with the Bullet Club. Speculation on what you uh, expect to happen with those guys. If they do come to WWE or NXT, we're going to take a break here with the rest hold. And we're going to come back after that with our two main events, the Future Endeavors forecast and the one to watch. Welcome to the first rest hold of the year. If you don't know what this is, it's a commercial breakdown of some of the things that we need to tell you that's going down in the world of Smartout moment for this week on the promotional side of things. But we also mix in some other segments that don't have at home elsewhere on the show yet. And we're going to start this off with the outside interference articles. And there are three that I've written over the past couple of days. Three possible roles for The Rock at WrestleMania 32, WWE New Year's resolutions for 2016, and early winter predictions for the Royal Rumble, which are kind of all out the window now because they changed things up with Roman Reigns and stuff. But if you're interested in reading those three articles, you can check them out on eWrestlingNews.com. And you can find links to them below on YouTube or on the Facebook and Twitter accounts for Tony Mango and Smartout Moment or on the homepage of SmartoutMoment.com underneath the section that says Outside Interference. Next up is Smart My Words, where I highlight one of my favorite comments or interactions from the past week or so from one of the many different platforms we have for you guys to express your opinions. And this is going to go to Stephen Carroll for something that he posted in the Megamaniacs group. He says, so since his debut, we've had Big Red Monster Kane 
Big Red Machine Kane, Demon Kane, Corporate Kane, Concession Stand Kane, It's Gotta Be Kane, and Gotta Shot Kane. I wonder what type of Kane 2016 will bring us. Who knows? But I think it's got a shot to be a good one. Thank you, Stephen Carroll, for sending that in, and thank you to all the others who participated in all the different conversations as well. And if you're interested in being eligible for next week's Mark My Words, you can check the YouTube screen right now and you can see a list of all the different avenues that I choose from. Make sure if you have a Facebook account that you join us on our group there, The Mega Maniacs. You can find that at facebook.com slash group slash The Mega Maniacs. That's where we goof off throughout the week, so we invite you guys to join in on the fun as well. The first mailbag of 2016, the January edition, is going to come up on episode 218. So if you have any questions that you want to submit to us to get to know us better, fill up the inbox by going to the contact form of the website, shoot us an email, and we'll answer anything that you send our way. As part of the Sign Me Up initiative, if you bring a Smart Out Moment signed to any wrestling-related event that you attend in the near future, just send a picture or a video of yourself to me, and I'll give you a spotlight on the website and on the next episode of Smack Talk. If you want to help us out on the monetary side of things, there are three ways in which you could do that. The PayPal donation button at the bottom of smartoutmoment.com, the YouTube channel's fan funding module, and patreon.com slash smartoutmoment. Obviously, we understand that not everybody can do that, but there are other ways in which you can help us as well, and predominantly that's through sharing us on social media. Give us a like, a follow, a favorite, a subscribe, whatever the case may be for that platform, and that applies to the projects under a mango tree that aren't Smart Out Moment as well, such as fanboysanonymous.com, that's the geek culture website where we talk about the nerdy things that we love, like movies and comic books and video games and all that. So go on over to that website, check that out. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.com slash Fanboys Anonymous. And All Talk Show just had a recent episode, so if you want to check that out, go to any of those at All Talk Show. YouTube is the best spot for that one, but it's also on iTunes and Stitcher. You never know when another episode is going to be coming, so stay tuned on Facebook and on Twitter for more information about that. Lastly, if you're interested in joining the Smart Out Moment team as a writer, an editor, or something else for that matter, you can send in your application using the contact form of the website, and I'll get back to you with more information as soon as I can. And that's it for the rest hold. Thank you all for listening. We're going to get into our two main events of the evening with the one to watch and the future endeavors forecast. So stay tuned. Parts four and five coming up next. Welcome back from the Rest Hold, everybody. We are going to get into our first of two main events for this episode. This is going to be the Future Endeavors Forecast for 2016. If you don't know what the hell that is, well, it's pretty simple. We're going to try to predict who gets fired from this year. Or necessarily, I mean, we can specify it's not necessarily just somebody who has to be fired. They can quit. They can be injured and taken out of the competition. They can be somebody who just retires. Anything like that. Who's going to get released in whatever capacity they're going to be released. So there's no specific, you got to pick one. We're just going to kind of talk about whatever it ends up being the case. And I'm going to bring one person up here that I think is pretty much my guarantee of the year. And that's Rosa Mendez. Got her uh, on my list. It could ah, be, you have way too much faith. It could be my <laughs> bias kind of getting in here a little bit. But I think if you look at a lot of the things that are happening right now, uh, Rosa has not improved at all. As far as, like, her mic skills, her in-ring skills, nothing. She still hasn't won a damn match. Like, that's pitiful. She was a part of Total Divas for a little bit, but they even took her off that show. 
So that was kind of like the last thing that they really were using her for. She's not with Fandango anymore as a manager or anything like that. She is pregnant right now. So she's been getting paid to do just maternity leave. And she's just built a house. Oh, she's got a house being built right now with her fiance. I can't imagine at any point in 2016, she has this kid and she goes straight back to work. She's going to be getting married, having a new house, brand new mother. And what's she going to come back to losing? She's going to quit. Or they're going to just go, you know what? We're waiting until your contract is expired and we're not going to renew it. I think she's a guarantee. Oh, fingers crossed. Eh? Fingers crossed. I've never been a fan of Rosa. I always um, thought she was kind of rank looking when she was with um, Epico and Primo. And, that was her hottest. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely her hottest period. The best After she did all those jumping jacks. Yeah, that's when she was doing all the fucking gyrations and shit. Mm. That was awesome. And yeah, she just hasn't aged sure. well. She hasn't aged well yeah. either. The best thing she, she looks like a saggy mushroom. But, uh, <laughs> you see, people are going to get upset and say this is all sexist, but the fact is, Rosa Mendez is out there to be eye candy and nothing more. We don't have any in faith yeah. as a her, her as a wrestler, so yeah, yeah. That's what separates her from some of the other people. Like Natalia is somebody who I'm not necessarily as high on as some other people when it comes to the looks department. I think I prefer a lot of other people before her, but her predominant skill is that she's a good wrestler. So if she were to be like lower on my scale or whatever, I would still keep her around because she's a damn good wrestler. But Rosa has been terrible since day one. I'll tell you what else saves Natalia too. And people Shout actually underrate her charity. Yeah, she does a yeah. lot of charity work. So even if she, you know, she doesn't she actually has lightened up her ring schedule. Mm-hmm. She she almost never wrestles. She was doing the manager thing for a while with the tag team, but all the charity work she does, plus she's a heart, so yeah. she's got a job for life. And I'm sure but, she's well liked. Yeah. So, Rosa's I mean, got none of this. <laughs> As yeah, best, Rosa she had... has the little Michael Hayes brewing in her belly. Rosa had those substance abuse problems, so that's a liability. Like, there's nothing working in Rosa's favor to come back. The best thing Rosa Mendes has ever done was, uh, and actually she never really did this, but uh, Mike Payton's outro was the uh, best thing she's ever done. (laughs) R-O-S-A, Rosa. So what you're saying is stay tuned for Superstar Scores, Rosa Mendes in the future. Mm, Pretty low. (laughs) How about not? Pretty sure Buff Bagwell scores higher than she does. Oh, we need to find out. Let's yeah. do them both together. Now it's on. <laughs> Next week? Possibly. So, yeah, does everybody else kind of uh, have an agreement there? Rosamund has good shot of her getting released this year. I think she's got a shot, guys. Yeah, I think I she'll be Divas champion. Uh, Marcus Louis is another guy I think is pretty much guaranteed. Right above Rosa Mendez on my list. <laughs> Rosa Mendez is my number one. Marcus Louis is my number two. Because I thought he was going to get released last year. They haven't been using him. This is the French Kent, right, on NXT? Yeah. The one yeah, who got his hair, his hair shaved. Yeah, Mini Kane. Kane, Kane Jr., yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kane Jr. <laughs> yeah, this guy's in a bad spot. Like, they use a person like a Ty Dillinger where he jobs out, but then they gave him the perfect 10, or they give him a tag team partner. Or, like, they do different things with different people. Elias Sampson right now has gone from being... Uh, already in the ring jobber to somebody who's getting a push. Marcus Louis has been out there months not doing anything. Like, when was the last time we saw him even wrestle? I think it was a ladder match, wasn't it, for against Finn? What? No. 
I don't know. Ladder match? They definitely didn't have a ladder match. He was was in some squash match from somebody. I think, like, Mojo Raleigh. Or, like, Solomon Crow beat him or something, maybe? Yeah, someone who they were trying to to give a rub. Solomon Crow. Sucks he'd be the top guy on my list, but unfortunately they already fired him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not necessarily who we want to get fired. That's one thing. It's who we think is going to get fired. Yeah, but I also, some of these guys I do want to get fired. Just because yeah, I mean, list. there's crossover. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these guys have shots. Uh, more from NXT here on my list, at the very least. I think that they don't even call themselves the name anymore, but Shoot Nation, the uh, team of Sawyer Fulton and Angelo Dawkins, they're in a bad spot. They basically got replaced by Gable and Jordan. And then so- Gable and Jordan were like, oh, shit, these guys are good. And Sawyer and uh, Angelo were just kind of sitting there like, Fulton's changed his hair a bunch of times and stuff, and it's like he just looks more and more ridiculous, and Dawkins is like background furniture. I just don't see the point in him. So what's your stick? Oh, I'm background furniture. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Doing a good job there, being a chair. Uh, I thought until Monday that Adam Rose was going to be on this list. I don't know. No, I think he'll he'll still be on my list for this. He uh, is definitely on my list too. This is not his last this, shot, this and he's definitely not the one who's going to come out the best for this. Yeah. I think there's a far greater chance that Adam Rose gets released than a ton of other people that are on the roster. But the fact that they put him in this stable kind of makes me think that they're trying to figure out ways to keep him. I mean, they did have a three man ban at one point, and then like. They did get it fired randomly one week, so that is true. Just because you're not give him credit for doesn't mean anything. I'll give him credit for one thing: he's trying different things. He just sucks at everything he tries. <laughs> he's just failing at every one of them. That's the thing. Poor guy. That first like week or so when he was Adam Rose seemed like that was going to be something decent, and after that it was downhill. Don't be a lemon, be a rose, bud. Hmm. I'm going to throw out one last suggestion until I can get everybody else's opinions, and then we'll kind of recap a little bit here and there. But I'm going to throw out one that I think could be kind of controversial. Daniel Bryan. I don't know if that would be a release, technically. I think it would just be a contract run out of anything. Well, it's still a separation Mm -hmm. from the company. Very true. Yeah, I don't think he's making it to 2017. Just because of uh, he won't be able to wrestle again, or just because he'll get injured again? Uh, I don't think they're giving uh, going to give him a chance to wrestle. I think that he's going to get just too frustrated with them not letting him wrestle, and he's going to wait and just leave. I thought this was just NXT talk right now. That's whatever. Okay. That'd be a damn shame if he uh, got let go. My favorite wrestler since I started watching again. But, you know, every, every time he doesn't appear on Raw, I'm just like, yep. Ah, he's going to he be in the Royal Rumble. You say that, but when he's not, everyone's just going to boo again. Yep. <laughs> how how great would it be? I have to admit, I would laugh my ass off if Daniel Bryan pops up at, like, number 25 or something like that, and people go ballistic because it's like, it's oh, my God, he can win the title, and he gets eliminated before number 26 comes out. <laughs> and this man just walks out on stage, ah, I fucking own you all. <laughs> that would Happy have. New Year, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Or even better, Daniel Bryan's coming out, and then he gets attacked and replaced by Curtis Axel. Yeah. (laughs) 
No, he gets attacked by Eric Rowan, who oh. lets Curtis Axel take his spot. He goes, oh, sorry about last year, pal. Was it Eric Rowan that attacked him, or was it Luke? I think it was Eric Rowan. Because yeah, I think Eric like Rowan wasn't in the match. He just oh. came out to show weird. up and, you know. That was weird Future legend. Take, he's not waiting. He's taking his spot. Damn right. You get that spot, Eric Rowan. You ugly bastard. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm going to throw another one out here for people. Uh, that I This is one of the ones that I just, I hope this guy gets released, because it's stupid as hell that he even has a contract. ZZ. <laughs> I thought he was. He's damn sure uh, better be released by 2016. This dude has nothing to offer. I thought people have been saying he's been getting better. Who? I don't know. Just I thought I saw people? some stuff. Like you that. see, people's hate for him reminds me of people's hate for The Miz, except I actually see their point this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. It's garbage. So what are some other names you guys have that you think might end up getting released? Los Matadores and El Torito, especially the midget. No, see, if you're going to talk about a midget. A hornswoggle? Hornswoggle. They actually have a point. He does interviews all the time. No one even knows who the fuck is playing El Torito. No, when was the last time you saw Hornswoggle doing an interview? They haven't used him in years, and he just got busted for, I'm guessing he just had weed. I don't know what he had, but something happened where he... He had a 30-day suspension for something, so that doesn't you help can get were... a, You can't get a 30-day suspension for weed. It's uh, fine, but um, I don't know what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> He's taking growth hormone. I was going to say that, and I'm like, <laughs> can I do that? Yeah, I can do that. Either way, he, he's outlasted his usefulness. Yeah, by far. Like, dude, this guy should have been gone many years ago. He's been around for like, a, what, 10 years? I wonder if they're just, like, afraid to fire him. They might be. <laughs> and you know well, what? That might actually that help out uh, El Torito's case. Should El Torito be. hasn't been around as long, and he can do a hell of a lot better in the ring than Hornswoggle can. And if they were worried about firing him just because he's a little person, they can get rid of Hornswoggle and be like, no, we still have El Torito. <laughs> no, I, I figured that's what he, they brought him in for in the first place. I thought, like, as soon as they brought him in, like, maybe they'll do one quick match and then bye-bye Hornswoggle. They got a new midget in town. Uh, see, the reason why... <laughs> The reason why Hornswoggle still has a job is Finley is politicking backstage to keep him around. I He's just Finley walking around everywhere shit. with the shillelagh. Just... <laughs> I've heard a lot of stories of people hating Hornswoggle, too. Yeah, he does. He, like he's supposed to, be a, supposed to be a douchebag, yeah. Yeah. And also, he looks fucking stupid with a beard. He doesn't seem like one of those cool midgets that would let you stick him in luggage. <laughs> <laughs> or just like, you know... <laughs> One of those cool ones. It's a standard thing. <laughs> you go up to some little person and you're like, so are you like a funny guy? Yeah, I guess you could say I'm funny. Are you good at sports? Nah, I'm all right. Do you let people shove you in luggage by any chance? Uh, you're not one of those, are you? <laughs> uh, he seems that type of would get really offended. He'd be like, what the fuck, man? Why are you making fun of my high form? Mm. Are we talking about hot swoggle still? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like... From what the sounds of it, he doesn't give a fuck. Like, there used to be a game uh, backstage where people just tried to hit him in the nuts with stuff. <laughs> sounds like an awesome game. Yeah, so I, I'm not uh, expecting this to be a good year for Hornswoggle either. Um, but I do think that El Torito is going to stick around. No, I have, I, they'll find something for El Torito to do. Maybe they'll give him a new mask, but that guy's got a job for a few years. Mm-hmm. 
Now, Drew, you mentioned the rest of Los Matadores. I still don't think that they're going to release them. I think they're getting repackaged. They've yep. already done that twice now. I just don't know what so, they can do with do it again. Do they go back to Primo and Epico? Or, uh... I think they're going to do some type of like Vato gimmick, probably. Mm. Like, just come out as a bunch of badass Span- Spanish dudes and Maybe they're gonna come out as Unico and Camacho. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's exactly what I'm expecting them to do. You know what would probably help him if he came out with a bicycle? Get a bicycle. If they could get Carlito back, Carlito. which has been a rumor, <laughs> then that would save them so much because they need Carlito on their own. I don't think that they're going to be worth a damn. But this tag team division keeps adding more and more different like stables and stuff. That's why I think that that's going to help them out quite a bit. Maybe even, like, um, if they split off Callisto and Sankara, maybe they'll even just kind of throw them at there as some kind of team with Sankara or something. Give it, call them the League of Mexicans. <laughs> League of <laughs> Mexicans? <laughs> I don't even think they're Mexicans. I think two of them are Puerto Rican. Like, uh, it's it's kind of like the Miguel issue we've had. <laughs> Go host of the year, everybody. <laughs> you all thought he was Mexican. He's not. He's black. Yeah, Yeah, they're going to be a part of that new Irish stable, right? (laughs) It's going to be Primo, Epico, Becky Lynch, and Sheamus. Uh, What are some other names anybody else has out there that we haven't talked about yet? All right, well, I got got one here that I'm almost sad to say, but I don't think he is going to be finishing this year, and that is Mark Henry, one of the most veteran guys Mm -hmm. they've had in the company. I think he had his last hurrah with that whole retirement speech, oddly, <laughs> when he surprised everyone and attacked John Cena and had that one last main event match. I think the next time we see him do a retirement speech, it'll be for real, and it'll probably be sometime this year. You think in pre-WrestleMania or post? I Post. I'm Summer sure he'll slam kind of around that. I hope it's. I hope he's fakes it again just to fuck with you. That would be so great if he did that <laughs> one more time. And then after uh, the match, like, okay, guys, you. I'm serious. Uh, now I'm going to retire. He did it all the way up to the like the Hall of Fame speech. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's going in, and then like whoever inducts him, he like world strongest slams him through the podium. You don't. He, he gets up John again. Cena to do the induction, and John Cena's like all nervous. <laughs> he keeps like turning around, looking at him. He's like, I'm just afraid you're going to give me a world strongest slam. He's like, dude, we're at the fucking Hall of Fame. That's what I do. You wrote my speech I, I, out. I'm wearing a tux and everything. And then he's like, like after he finally gets him to calm down, that's right. when he fucking does it. Then he's just like, oh. Mark Henry is. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what the telltale sign will be is that Mark Henry will be wearing a salmon colored tux. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the saint is just unconscious and they just play him off. <laughs> well, this sounds like the greatest Hall of Fame induction of yeah, all time. Yeah, kicks yeah. ass. Okay, I'm just saying we just booked the big show's NXT dominance last week. Now we're booking Mark Henry's retirement. See, these older guys, they need to come to us. <laughs> we'll give them shit to do. Now, when it comes to Mark Henry, do you think they'll keep him around as a backstage guy or possibly find him something new on the network? I think he'd be a pretty good paperweight. I don't think that he... <laughs> I think he wants time away. Yeah, I don't think he strikes me as the type of guy that wants to be like a, a trainer or something. Well... See, Maybe eventually, but I think he he just wants rest for a little well, while. To be fair, he's always away because he's always injured. Mm-hmm. You know who he kind of strikes me as? Kind of like the Sergeant Slaughter type, where he's like an ambassador for the future. Mm. Like does like random appearances. He is involved in like quite a bit of charity stuff too. 
So I think that he would be one of those guys that every once in a while he travels, he does like the book stuff, you know. <laughs> Hopefully he does uh, like a preempt, like pre-show to the uh, Raw Post show. I would love to get Mark Henry for that. Yeah. Mark Henry, if you're listening, do that to John Cena, then come on our show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see him retiring this year. He's mentioned it a couple times here that he he's kind of wrapping it up. The only thing that kind of makes me think maybe it's not this year is they haven't done anything with him. Well, they did that thing with Neville where, like, he lost. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then he was just kind of like, you know, this kid's going to be something in the future, that kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, not everybody needs to have, like, some big Ric Flair run kind of thing. So he could be just kind of bowing out. Certainly Christian didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> uh, well, another legend of, well, I shouldn't say legend, but someone who will likely be considered a legend when their time is done. And someone who people have been requesting to retire, Big Show, I also do not think will finish out this year. I think he, unlike Mark Henry, will get one last run of dominance. I don't think a title run necessarily, but I think we're going to see him plow through a bunch of guys and be built up for a big main event match against whoever the champion is, Roman Reigns, and have the champion beat him. And then that'll be the end. Hmm. It's a shame he didn't retire after the Brock Lesnar match. That would have been a perfect match way to be the last one. Get your ass yeah. kicked. Yeah, well, no. you talking about the one in MSG. Yeah, yeah. Maybe 2017 for Big Show. I think I could see them waiting and giving him a good spot at WrestleMania next year. Not like the main event or whatever, but having him sort of wrestle like third, fourth highest on the card, mm. and they could turn him with this whole please retire thing and build him up from like SummerSlam onward. Kind of give him like, please retire. You know what? I am going to retire, but I got one more run left in me and I'm going to punch my way through it and that kind of thing. And I don't know who the hell he would face, but you know, it's, I, I think that he's going to, he's going to last 2016. Well, talk about guys who are legends and might be done soon. Uh, what about Kane? Hmm. I think Kane's got like five years left in the Fuck, you think he, he has that much left? Dude, that guy is still like one I of think the he's got ten. guys. Yeah, dude, that guy's still, especially for a guy of his size, he could still work. I wouldn't go well, ten years. <laughs> he's on a good fucking deal. He's he, one of those guys that still get time off, a lot of it, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, like, just look at the house shows. He's barely on them. And he's barely on television. The guy's he's probably... a company guy with a good reputation. And he's... Not, like, worried about his finances, so he's not going to go out there and kill himself every night. He's got his own insurance company. That dude's one of, like, the most successful pro and professional wrestlers of all time, inside and outside the rink. He's got a character that can be refreshed so many times. Like, he could easily be around for a long time. I mean, it's up to him. If he wants to stop, then that's cool, but I think he's got a, a lot of time left. Here's the thing about Kane. Kane, we need you back. All right, I should put the mask on, right? I don't remember. Was you wearing it last time? No, put it on then. All right, that's what I'll do. And he's fucking over. Hmm. And we can bitch about it and laugh about it. It fucking works. I'd be sad to see Kane leave. Yeah, so I'm going to have to disagree with that. But I think Kane not only is making it through this year, I think we'll see him 2020. I'm going to put a rough estimate, 2020. Yeah. I could see maybe a little bit before, maybe 2018. Maybe 2019. I think he's got a little bit left in him, too. He's got a I'm shot. Su- I'm surprised this guy's not on the top of any of your guys' lists. I got Alex Riley on the top of my list. He's on my list, but he wasn't at the top. What the fuck's he done? Hey, he got him. injured. He had that one. Kevin Owens. 
Yeah, he's not looking really that good right now. If he wouldn't have gotten injured, it could have been a different story because he was actually starting to like build a little bit of momentum. But damn, he killed it all with that injury. Another guy I got on my list is David Otunga. Come on. Nah, he's going to be around forever. He's a dead family, man. See, Otunga, I think he's more just like, he doesn't even, he's not a part of the roster anymore for the most part. He's I think he's just like a, a WWE employee, just some dude. Does he do the Raw pre-show? Yeah. He used to do the Raw pre-show. Well, he I don't really do a pre-show still. I know that he actually does do work in their legal department. Yeah, yeah so he's going to have a job there forever probably. Unless he doesn't want to have a job there forever. So you think Darren Young's going to make it out of this year? No. <laughs> That's a tough one. Oh, they're keeping him. They love having a gay guy on the roster. They just wish it wasn't Darren Young, I guarantee. <laughs> yeah, if it would have been like... Uh, well, even somebody else who I had on my list, uh, Damien Sandow is a possibility. Mm. It's a well, you, know, shame. you know what's going to happen, though? He will be if they find another gay wrestler or another wrestler on the roster comes out. So I don't have to feel bad about it. Maybe El Torito is actually gay. Oh, I hit okay. two birds with one stone. You're right, yeah. Okay, I'll put... <laughs> well, he's I not bet. hitting any birds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would be perfectly okay with them dragging Pat Patterson onto the main roster because I never <laughs> have to see fucking Darren Young again. Well, Darren Young's got injuries, too, that have been plaguing him lately, so that's a, a thing that's working against him. But that's also something that maybe could work as a positive because if he's kind of out of sight, out of, mind, out of mind kind of thing, that could be something that keeps him around for a little bit. I do think, though, that they're they're building Titus up to split again. And that's not going to be a good thing for Darren. Well, it wasn't a good thing the first time as well. No, it definitely wasn't. I mean, it wasn't a good thing for Titus O'Neil the first time around either, but Titus O'Neil looks like they actually want to give him a future, and Darren Young is just extraneous. Uh, let's see what else do I have on here. I'm unfortunately worried about Fandango. Yeah? I I'm think not. Fandango should go back down to NXT. and I can see them doing that. I'm not worried for him. He's... He's a company guy, I think. He's going to be someone that's going to be maybe not a Dolph Ziggler, but he's he's also like a Heath Slater type guy that they know is safe. They can do anything with anytime they need to. And he actually does a lot of charity work, too. Another one of those people they never really show or mention, but he is very much involved with all that. Huh. I didn't know that about him. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about the Ascension? That was the only thing I was going to bring up as well. And it would be unfortunate, list. but WWE fucked that up so bad. I don't know how they can recover from that. I, I think they'll survive this year, but I don't think they're going to make it too much further unless they really do something this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless they Again, do something amazing to help them out, they're going to be gone by 2018. Another bunch to go down back down to NXT when they call up Enzo and Kaz and they'll drop down. That's a fair trade. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, we got a uh, Sylvester Lafour. No, yeah, get rid of that guy. I'm sure you haven't brought him up yet. <laughs> yep, get rid of him. Bull Dempsey? No. no. You can't get rid of Bullfit? Yeah, what are you putting him on your list for? They just, like, repackage the guy and people like him. Yeah, but they don't use him all that much. It's NXT. It takes some time. I hope he doesn't, but I can see him being somebody that gets released. I just think they just don't have anything to do with him right now. It doesn't mean they're going to lose him. They're just focusing on other people. What do you guys think about Cameron? Oh, Cameron's on my list. I'd be okay with it. Her only thing she does now is NXT, not NXT, uh, Total Divas, right? No, she's she, down in NXT. 
Yeah, she's like training in NXT, kind of. She wanted to go back down there, apparently. Fuck, hopefully she doesn't wear their schoolgirl fucking outfit that she was wearing. She was. Yeah, she's wearing some kind of purple getup now. Okay, good. Or at oh. least I think she is. I don't remember. I think it was like a... It wasn't as pronounced, but it still had like the plaid and that design mm-hmm. to it. What do you guys think of Jack Swagger? Jack Swagger? Swagger. Swagger could be, yeah. He's in that circle of wrestlers that they see something in for no reason. Uh, Jack Swagger, Titus O'Neil. They like to give him a random push now and again. And I'm hoping the next push Jack Swagger gets is off the main, he's off the main roster. <laughs> he would be somebody who would be really good in NXT. Oh, we could learn anything with you in NXT as well. Well, I think more so he could work with the other people better. Because his strength is his in-ring stuff. I mean, his character has never been that great. But if you put him in matches with, like, some of the younger guys, you know, like, Swagger against Gable, hey, pretty damn good match, I think. That's his fucking strengths. I don't want to see his fucking weaknesses. Jesus Christ. And another guy I got on my list is Bo Dallas. See, I had Adam Rose, Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel. I, they were all on my list. And the fact that they did this thing Monday night, it's making me think that they're all safe. I didn't see what happened on Monday. What happened on Monday? They formed a stable. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. It Enthusiastic. It was pretty cool. So are there any other names that uh, other people have? Hmm. Oh, Tyson Kidd. I think nah, if anything, no. he would retire, not so much uh, get released. But that's a possibility. It just depends on how the neck uh, recovery goes. It'd be can sad make... if he retires. Yeah. Oh, can, I make a, can I make a bold prediction? Definitely. Vince McMahon. <laughs> Death? Do you think he's going to retire? Or do you think that he's going to He's not going to fully away? retire. I think he's going to lessen his role. All right, you're not you're not predicting that he's passing away. <laughs> I'm not predicting that he's passing away. Right, I mean, that's good. It, fucking anything could happen, right? Um, but that's not what I'm thinking. I think he's going to really give it a chance to to step down and see what Stephanie and Triple H can do, and possibly even introduce Shane back into the fold. That I don't think is a possibility. Okay. But, I mean, if Shane ever pops back up, I'll mark out. Well, I'm not saying even on TV. This isn't for, like, storyline uh, purposes. I'm saying as far as a corporate structure. Because the reason Shane left is because he wanted to grow and learn how to run a company. So he went and took over the CEO position of the biggest cable company in China. And has totally kicked ass. He recently, in the last year, stepped down. So I'm wondering if that was just for him to get prepped and get ready to run a, a global entertainment conglomerate. And it's probably like, I've got all this money and I've got no time to spend it. I'm going to spend it. <laughs> yeah, is that too. I, I, think that, difference, I think that though? position was always meant for Shane. Sort of like uh, Shane handles the books and Triple H and Stephanie handle the creative. Uh, Shane handles the books. Stephanie handles the creative. Triple H handles the training. That could be a good way to balance it out. Mm-hmm. I've got a... one more name on my list. Sting. 
I don't think I don't think Sting's going to recover from that. I think he's going to stay with the company. I don't think he's going to wrestle again. Mm. But I, I, he's in the family for life at this point. Mm. Well, they kind of can't be like, <laughs> all right, you wrestled this one match and we made you lose, and we wrestled this other match and you got injured, and well, see you later, buddy. <laughs> I can't do that. Hang on. I mean, he beat the Big Show. He beat Big Show. Yeah, yeah, it was Raw. on Raw. <laughs> it's almost a forgettable match he had. I totally forget about this. He wrestled on Raw. Yeah, yeah. He, he had one match with the Big Show. He did an awful stinger. He did an awful stinger splash, and then he did an awful Scorpion Death Drop. And if he did put his submission in, I'm sure it was awful. That was mm-hmm. terrible. I thought he got converted into a tag match. That's why there's no. He had that match, and then it became a six man tag afterward as well. So he had two matches on Raw. Yeah, <laughs> I won both matches. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so gross. But, nice, uh, two and two then. Yep. But no two one and... knows about those two matches, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, we got injured, and that really killed everything, but uh, I got two more names, and they're bigger names, and people who have... People really don't see, but if I was going to like make a bold prediction as well, it would be Goldust, to an extent. They've released him before recently, and they don't really use him now. You know, that just might be a paycheck that they don't want to use anymore. And also, if this guy doesn't really get the crowd back in his favor, I could see him releasing him, and it's my favorite guy who isn't Daniel Bryan, and that's the big guy. Oh, since we're making uh, bold predictions, uh, John Cena, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what All right, if well, Ryback... Ryback, get... it, Ryback is fine. I don't know where you're coming up with that one, and as far as Goldust, there's a possibility there, but I also think he's going to be someone that they bring more into the, the family behind the scenes as well, almost maybe going into the spot that his father used to have. I was about to say, especially after Dusty died so recently, they're not going to do that. Yeah, I, I think both roads, like the Hart, anyone who's in the Hart family has a pretty decent shot of sticking around as long as they're not utter trash. I guess that's fair. And as long as Goldust stays clean, that was always Goldust's biggest battle, was his his demons with drugs and his, his figure and everything. So yeah, he was never clean, healthy. always up in makeup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if he could stay healthy... Uh, I, I think he's someone who's going to be sticking around for some time. Maybe not mm-hmm. as an on-screen wrestler, but he'll he'll be employed. And Ryback ain't going anywhere. I don't know where the hell you're coming up with that one. Yeah. He's not, I don't think he's going to be used as well. He was just Intercontinental Champion. <laughs> yeah, but people have been the champion, lose it, do, they do nothing with them, and get fired. It's not an uncommon thing for them to do. I wouldn't worry about Ryback. I, think I, I don't want to, but, you know, I could yeah, see Yeah, I think him. you're being delusional. There's no reason he's going to lose. It's a bold prediction. He doesn't, he doesn't want to go anywhere. Now, if he yeah. has a really shitty 2016, then 2017 might not be a good one for him. Now, just, he'd have to get injured for a long time again, and he'd have to kind of regress as far as, like, his in-ring work and stuff. Yeah, and when, with what Wigo said, he doesn't want to go anywhere. That doesn't mean that they want to have him there. Just because he wants to be there doesn't mean they want him there. And I know a long time ago, I know Ryback said... A good portion of WWE releases are based off guys that don't want to be there anymore. So um, I think that does play an important role in it. He doesn't want to go anywhere. I think they'll keep him around. He's a huge... He's a big guy. He's actually very good in the ring now. There's no reason they'd ever have any logical sense to uh, drop him. I would say Ryback is at the highest point in his career Mm -hmm. right now. As as, As far as his skill and his talent and the way he's being used... Like, yeah, he was in main events before, but he was made to look like a jabroni as soon as he was put in that level. Well, yeah, he wasn't ready for that level. Now, if they did it, I'd say he's ready. He'd need to find his footing, and he'd probably stumble a lot, but he'd get there. I just think my issue with him right now is the crowd doesn't like him as much as they used to. Does he get much of a reaction? 
I think it's because you're not pushing them. Which that could be the case, but you know, some people give reactions still, and then you don't push. Actually, them most people are not getting very big reactions. I don't think it's a Ryback thing. I think it's just the crowd sitting on their hands thing because the whole show is lame. Mm-hmm. So, Wego, do you have anybody else on your list? No, pretty much everyone I get rid of is being mentioned. Sean, anybody else on yours? Uh, I got I got Jerry Lawler. Possibly Stanford. Well, see, Stanford works through uh, Connecticut. I think he just stays there, so he's probably just going to be doing that for good until they want to get rid of him. I think he's sticking around. But Jerry Lawler, I really want to see him go. He's a lifer too, though. I don't know. Unless he like is unable to because of his health. Yeah, he's he's doing stuff with them. Like the only way he goes is if you fire his girlfriend, then realize that the company was right and come back anyway. So, <laughs> I think he could end up being somebody though that takes a huge step down. Like he could go from being did. the pay per view things to being just on, maybe like. Wait, does he do? Uh, he doesn't do SmackDown, right? Yeah, he's on the SmackDown panel. He still is on that. I think so. I don't fucking watch SmackDown. <laughs> no, he is. It's like him, Booker T, and uh, Phillips or something, I think. Or Brennan. Rich Brennan, yeah. Yeah, I remember we were laughing because of the, um, he got fucking stuck with both um, jackasses. <laughs> but that's changing um, this month, right? That's when uh, Ronello comes in. Yeah, Mara Ronello. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I could see Jerry Lawler taking another step down and maybe just being pre-show panel kind of guy for pay-per-views. Taking over that Byron Saxon spot, maybe. Oh, but, God, him and Renee Young on the same panel is not going to be fun to watch. I'm just going to say, don't ever put Jerry Lawler in an NXT. Whilst he's got a wealth of knowledge, don't put him around any young people. <laughs> Peyton, anybody else on yours? Mm-mm. And Drew, I think you said you tapped out, right? Yeah. All right, well, uh, if you guys had to pick, who was your number one The person that you think is guaranteed? I already said mine was Rosa Mendez. So, uh, Drew, if you had to pick the one person you think... 100% for sure is getting released. Who is it going to be? Hmm. Hmm. I think it Mark Henry. Would not be surprised if uh, he's not uh, there by the end of the year. Payton? Ma? Henry? Henry? Lego? <laughs> I'm going with it for the, um, the reason being. He already said that he, does, he doesn't intend to resign, so it's pretty much done. Who? Henry. Oh, okay, <laughs> just going with it. And uh, Sean? Uh, I'm going to go with Rosa Mendez as well. So Rosa and Mark, you're in our targets. Leave your comments below, guys. Tell us who you think will end up getting released or quitting or retiring or passing away or anything else that ends up being in this kind of list. And we're going to talk on the positive side of things on the next part. That's the one to watch in part five. So make sure you click on that if you're on YouTube or if you're in iTunes and Stitcher, then just sit back, relax, and we'll be right back. Last part, we talked about the people that are going to get fired or released in some fashion of the year, but we're going to turn things into the positive side of things. We're going to turn that frown upside down and talk about the one to watch for 2016. That's the people that we think are going to be the standout superstars. They're going to do a great job this year, get a big push, end up having some of their best work ever, whatever the qualifications are that you necessarily are going to specify here. And um, I'm going to throw something out different than what we've done before. There's a possibility now, I think that we've gotten to a point where NXT has separated itself enough that if we want to do a split with the one to watch from NXT and the one to watch for the main roster, 
totally allow it. So it's kind of the two to watch, I guess. But <laughs> one to watch for each of those kind of things. We're not going to go too crazy. It's not going to be the one to watch for that, the one to watch for Divas, the one to watch for the women's division. The one no, We're not going to do that kind of crap. Maybe in the future, I don't know. But as far as that goes, you could either pick one for everything or you could pick one from either of them. And uh, I am going to just throw out here something that uh, Kalen had said. He uh, tossed out his one to watch, which was Apollo Crews. So uh, that's something that might be a talking point a little bit later on. I'm uh, going to agree with him as far as NXT goes. My one to watch for NXT is Apollo Crews. I think that this is going to be the year where he gets a huge push and he ends up having one, if not two, title reigns that could possibly end up starting at uh, TakeOver Dallas. So I think that he's the type of guy that he's going to stick in NXT this entire year. I don't think he's coming up. Possibly he could. I don't know. Uh, but I think that he's going to be the go-to guy to kind of replace Finn Balor and Sami Zayn, who I do think are coming up this year. So uh, I'm not going to talk too much about that in case anybody else has him. We'll come back to some of this a little bit later on. But does anybody have a one to watch that they want to specifically mention for NXT? I I'm going to go with Apollo Crews because that guy's everything that Vince McMahon wants. And... Whilst I know NXT is more Triple H's baby, Vince is definitely seeing what's coming up through there. And Apollo Crews is money. He's it's... salivating looking at Apollo Crews. Mm-hmm. I guarantee <laughs> it. Like, he's black, he's athletic, and he's not bad looking. So it's, like, perfect. And he uh, seems really, like, trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and he's smiling. Vince probably loves that. People will let Apollo Crews into their homes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to talk about it as far as like he's not going to be a wellness policy kind of person, but okay, he's trustworthy in that capacity too. Though it's important, people are letting him into their homes onto their television sets. Ah, okay. You saved people it have there. to be comfortable having no, th- dude. This is freaking television logic. When you're a producer of TV, you don't want to have some haggard, scary-looking dude in your home on your TV. It's not comfortable, and it's not a good family setting. Yeah, Harper. <laughs> yeah, Rowan. Um, now, I, I want to say something specifically about Apollo Crews. I'm not going to put him as an NXT one to watch, but I think there is great potential for him to be the overall one to watch for 2017. Hmm. Whatever happens to him this year. When he does get his call up, which should be by then, he is going to get a massive run as soon as he comes up. He's like full on win the IC belt this first night type. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then when you know, carries the IC belt for a couple months and then it's in the main event by the end of the year. Like this dude's winning a world title. Maybe, maybe not in twenty sixteen, maybe not in twenty seventeen, but no. this dude's winning a world title. He's winning many world titles. Touche. Drew, you said you had somebody for NXT, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, Apollo Cruz would be the easy one, but I think that's just you know speaks for itself. Someone who I'm gonna claim as my one to watch for NXT is gonna be Hideo Atami whenever he gets back from injury because when he first debuted, I mean he was okay, but I, I he really didn't like show that how amazing he was that people claimed he was. And hopefully when he gets back from his injury, you know he just like picks up, you know, builds momentum and be someone who the WWE claims he was gonna be when he comes in here. So he's definitely gonna be my one to watch for NXT this year. That's kind of a bold prediction, I think. Even more bold than maybe the Ryback one. I, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of faith in uh, in Hideo Tommy like I did before. 
he will become he will become an instant star and he only has to do one thing learn english nope get a finisher gds actually yeah (laughs) and there you go he has to do a gts (laughs) does a gts and he will be over as fuck that's all it's gonna take Mm. when he does come back which should be pretty soon right well when he got injured, that was like a six to eight month layoff, but it's been more than eight months now. That was back in like May when he got injured. That was that wasn't that at rival? Uh no, I think that was unstoppable. Oh shit. Yeah, it might have been unstoppable, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think wow. that was a triple threat match to determine the number one contender. Or um Wait, what was the when was Fatal Four Way? That was two thousand fourteen. That was the one he debuted on. Uh okay. It was something with him in Fatal Four Way, but he's been out for a long time. He should be coming back soon. And, and I think that he's like he and Apollo Cruz. I think are going to take those two spots from Zayn and Balor. Well, it, it depends on what you believe in Samoa Joe as well. If you think he's going to go up to the main roster at some point, then yeah. But Samoa Joe is definitely someone else in NXT who could possibly get a, a dominant heel run, kind of like uh, Baron Corbin esque, if you want to say so. Well, Sean, I mean, we brought him up right there. Baron Corbin is he your one to watch for NXT or the main roster or both or what? He's my overall one to watch, Mr. Baron Corbin. But for my NXT one to watch, I'm going to go with a perfect 10, Ty Dillinger. Hmm. I like I like Mr. Ty Dillinger. He's won me over. He's very popular in the England and in the UK crowd. So I've gone with Ty Dillinger. And that and his match with Sami Zayn was pretty awesome. He's somebody who's going to be around for a long-ass time, Ty Dillinger. I mean, no, I... They had him as Gavin Spears for a little bit there. They got rid of him. He came back. He's that type of guy that I don't think he might necessarily come up to the main roster at some point, but he's like, he's future backstage trainer, dude. You, you know who I think of? I think of a Tyler Dillinger. I think if he gets on the main roster, he might be a jobber for a year. Well, I could definitely see him winning either a tag team title or maybe even a U.S. title at some point on the main roster. He's going to tag him up with Big E. Three ain't enough, man. I need five. And well, then it'll be perfect ten plus that. It'll be the team fifteen. I guess that's so. gonna happen. Any thoughts on Ty Dillinger from other people here? You guys think that he has a shot of being somebody really noteworthy this year? Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of faith in Ty Dillinger here. Thanks for the input, Yoshi. <laughs> yes. Uh Anybody else did not mention an NXT guy? I'll, I'll throw out one more. And it's not a guy, you sexist asshole. Because mm. one of the most exciting things about NXT has been its women's division. And a lot of people are worried that they're not going to do so well without the four horsewomen there. Once Bailey gets called up, that's going to be it. Well, you're wrong. Because I think there's someone that's even better than all of those horsewomen. And that's Asuka. 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 She is the most beautiful diva of all time. I think she's winning that title this year. But I don't know if she's going to make as much of an impact as a lot of people would expect her to. I think when Bailey comes up, there's going to be a noticeable drop. Which would be a fair to expect. But Asuka is a great talent. And... Um... If I was going to pick a woman, it would definitely be Asuka as well for my one to watch. You know, she's probably the best talent other than Bailey down there. Um, probably has like the most character, the most badass like theme. Like her entrance is awesome. Everything about her is amazing. So, 
definitely uh, someone who might be down in NXT all year, but when she gets on the main roster, it's going to blow people away. See, I'm a little worried that the person who might actually get more focus this year for the women's division in NXT isn't Asuka. Nia Jax. I think it's Eva Marie. I don't think she's worth it right now, but I think that WWE thinks so. I thought they've already kind of lost faith in her. Yeah, they she's been dumb. doing much with. Yeah, I, I thought you were gonna say Nia Jax. She seems like the one that, if anything, they would be trying to push. Uh, see, I think the fact that they had that Nia Jax match and she tapped out that that's a good indicator that they realized that she wasn't ready. No, I think that's an indicator that she's green, but she's still freaking a mean bitch, and she's gonna be a force to be reckoned with when she gets herself more training. I, I didn't think... get a chance to comment on this, but the way they booked that Nia Jax match was fucking smart. Yeah, that's the that's the best outcome they could have done for that. Yeah, we I were really worried about what they were going to do. I didn't have any faith about that, but nowhere near as bad as I thought it'd be. It was actually entertaining. Hmm. Well, going up to the main roster, who wants to toss their one to watch into the the mix here? Baron Corbin coming up with the Royal Rumble to win it. Calling it now. Well, when the title when that happens? Yep. Well, Kevin Owens, money in the bank. Hmm. It's hard to argue against. Kevin Owens is going to have a damn good year. Now, when it comes to the WWE roster uh, point of this, uh, could you put someone in NXT who might get called up at some point as the one to watch? Okay. Hmm. Finn Balor. Easy answer. And up until... Few days ago, Finn Balor was my automatic pick. Like I, I couldn't even think of anyone that I probably would have really given a good contention for that. He's going to spend the first bit of the year still down in NXT, but when he does get called up, I, first off, that night he debuts, I can't wait to see what they do with him as far as his entrance and what smoke and mirrors they have playing with that. And then he's he's, I have no doubt he's going to make an immediate impact. They have so much invested with this guy already. They're going to continue that. But I have another name I have to throw out there as someone I think is going to make a significant immediate impact as well. Shinsuke Nakamura. I have become a huge fan of this guy so quickly from what I've been watching of him. And to hear that he is included in this whole batch of guys that they're bringing in. I know a lot of people are going to say AJ Styles. And yeah, he's, uh, you could say, a legend already. And I think he's going to do a lot of cool things too, but he doesn't have as much ahead of him as he does behind. So I think you'll get a few legacy matches with him, dream matches and all that. But I think the real guy who's going to be a star out of this acquisition is Shinsuke Nakamura. And two nights ago, three nights ago, totally wouldn't have been in the picture. And now he's the one no. to watch. Mm-hmm. Fuck. You know what? I forgot about guys that aren't signed. Scratch that AJ Styles. <laughs> I'm just the gonna say gonna... the obvious answer here. My one to watch for this year is Roman Reigns. Oh come on! Yeah, <laughs> it's, I did that the last two years. It's an <laughs> it's obvious it's answer. It's something that is not the most glamorous or the most interesting, but shit, they are going to go hard on Roman Reigns this year. Well, when you say one to watch, I assume you mean like a lower guy that's going to get to a big stage yeah, he's, already, thought, he's yeah. already the guy of the main. yeah roman reigns has broken out already there's there's no more breaking out roman reigns is gonna do yeah, yeah, now, 
Doesn't need to be somebody who breaks out and becomes somebody that they weren't somebody before. It's just who's going to be a a standout superstar. Oh, well, in that case, I'm going to go Bray Wyatt. Well, if we're talking about guys that are going to be standing out and drawing lots of money, I'll just go with fucking John Cena, then. (laughs) John Cena. (laughs) John Cena! Uh, For my one to watch for this year, uh, I'm going to go with someone who's been on the main roster for a number of years now, but, you know, injuries has held him back, and that's going to be King Barrett. And, uh... I think this year will be the true telling of his career and what will happen to him in the WWE. If he uh, doesn't pick it up this year, he's just going to be uh, floating around the mid-card forever. However, he's got the mic talent. He's a good guy in the ring. And the guy could stay – if he could stay healthy, you know, he could have been the WWE champion by now. And I still believe that he will someday. But good booking and, you know, him staying healthy is going to be the true way to tell that. So I'm going to go out on a limb, and he's going to be about one to watch for this year. Man, a couple of years ago when he was doing that Bad News Barrett gimmick and it was over as fuck, he seemed like he was so primed to be the one to watch where he could be like the money in the bank and a baby face and a world title run or anything like that. And they fucked him over so bad. And his injuries didn't help, of course. You know, it's on him a little bit. But I don't have a whole lot of faith in him anymore. I, I think I have to stop buying into the Barrett hype. Especially because he couldn't even keep up with the League of Nations. Yeah. Like, this is the worst time for him to be injured. That's definitely true, and the guy had every capability to be a main event. The guy, when given an opportunity to work... He debuted as a main eventer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, he he has the skill set. It's just... There's something missing there. The guy can go in the ring. I don't care what people say. He's had great matches with Orton. He's had more than acceptable with John Cena. And... The guy is one of the most talented guys on the microphone, but there's something missing there. Like I said, it's going to be a do a good or bad year for him, and you know this is going to be the year that really defines his career as a whole. I think if he you know just comes out of a slump, you know wins an intercontinental title and have a good run with it, I think that could really help out his career with him going forward. I just think it just takes one, not a main event, but like co-main event feud with either like John Cena, Dean Ambrose, or Seth Rollins, or something like that that could really help him out. And something along that those lines help and shit. He doesn't need to be King Barrett. I, I mean, the bad news, Barrett, you can do, but that was never going to be like a main event character in the end. You might just have to go back to like just being a heel who just fucking kicks ass and, you know, just do something along the lines of the Bear Barrage that he did in the very beginning. Where does everybody think that Dean Ambrose is going to stand this year? You know, uh, I know someone mentioned Kevin Owens was going to win the Money in the Bank. I think that was um, Wago. I think Dean Ambrose has a shot of winning that t- this year, and I definitely th- see him as someone who could win the uh, WWE uh, Heavyweight Championship by the end of the year, uh, either by turning heel on Reigns and cashing it in or just by winning the Rumble or something like that. He's someone who has a number of chances this year to pick up that title. But the biggest thing I think that's going to contribute or detract from Dean Ambrose this year is whether or not they turn him heel. And I, I said before, I'm picking Roman Reigns as my one to watch because I think that they're going to spend this entire year focused on Roman Reigns in some capacity. Either I, – I said it before. I, I think that this is all leading up to him winning the title back at Royal Rumble, and then I think he's got to have multiple months where he's the champion after that. So I kind of think that they're going to reach a point maybe uh, – what's the, the pay-per-view that comes after Extreme Rules? Payback or Battleground? Eh. I think it's Battleground, maybe Payback. I think around the Payback time is when Ambrose is going to turn heel. I think they're going to go straight to, well, it wouldn't be fun to watch those two fight each other, and that's either going to make or break Ambrose. 
He could have a great year as a heel, as one of the top heel kind of guys and stuff. But I like him better as a babyface, and I don't know if that's going to really be the thing that propels him to the main event. I mean, he could be the guy that eventually beats Roman for the title, or it, he could be just feuding with Seth Rollins again, because I do think that Seth Rollins is going to have a great year, too, because I think when he comes back, he's going straight into a feud with the Authority. He's a babyface for sure. And that dude is going to be a big, big player towards the latter half of 2016. So I wouldn't even really put it past Seth Rollins making another year where he's kind of the guy for a lot of that. One person that I'm not feeling confident in saying that necessarily they're going to have a great year. It'd be somebody that we got to keep our eye on and stuff like that. But possibly, you never know. What do you guys think is going to end up happening with Cesaro? Founder of the mid card. Maybe win a United States title or an Intercontinental title, but maybe even a tag team title. But he's someone that they don't want to push too much, and I that might stand true to this year as well. He's a guy. If I see fit, if he can stay fit, I would like to see win Money in the Bank. He's up there with them, um, the Kevin Owens and the Dean Ambrose for the Money in the Bank for me. Well, he's always going to stay fit. That's for damn sure. Well, he's not fit at the moment, is he? He's kind of dead. <laughs> That's harsh. I think he's going to stick around. I mean, he does a lot of charity work. and uh... <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> I don't think he actually does that much charity work. But uh, oh, I, that's I think he's another one of those guys, though, that they definitely think is safe. They know he has fan support. They're not stupid. So as long as he has something out there, they'll keep him around as a guy. I, I don't think he's going to have any kind of breakout year. Or or a world title win or anything. I think it's just going to be another one of those years of people hoping and dreaming, saying "push Cesaro, push Cesaro," and it'll never actually happen. I just right, love so the idea you that they're backstage. It's like, yeah. so what do you do with WWE? I'm a guy. <laughs> oh, it's a better job than that guy. He's got dead family. <laughs> uh, nobody mentioned Tyler Breeze. A little bit surprised about that. As um, a one to watch. Yeah. yeah why is that uh, surprising? He's already floundered. Like, yeah. yeah. Maybe before he debuted, I could have possibly thought that, but at this point, <laughs> actually, I'm a little bit surprised nobody's brought up Neville. That was someone I was going to bring up here in a minute. Was Same answer as the as Tyler, Tyler Breeze. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They've actually done something with him. I mean, fuck. he won a Slammy, guys. Come on. Yeah, he's looked like a total jabroni because of it. Yeah, well, because he just keeps being the nerd that gets picked on. But yeah. I'll tell you the one person I'm most surprised that nobody's mentioned yet, especially after having a, this conversation go on as long as it has. Braun Strowman. What? Yeah, I think that this is somebody that a lot of people are probably going to be looking at in 2016. Yeah, because he's going to be on the TV. Yeah, he's kind of big. It's hard to miss. Yeah. You guys don't think that he's going to end up getting pushed? Nope. No. He's just going to be a heavy for the Wyatt family. Mm-hmm. That's all he's probably ever going to be, hopefully. Well, I mean, he's not going to get to future Eric Rowan legend levels. No. But, I don't know, I mean, he could end up being, like, that next guy that they, especially if, like, Mark Henry retires, he could fill in that spot, kind of. They're going to be looking for people to fill in those Mark Henry Big Show kind of spots. And he's green right now, he's not that good, he's not winning matches left and right, but he's also being protected like hell. That's for a reason. I wonder who's someone who could come up and uh, fill that role as a Big Show or, uh, you know, Mark Henry. Uh, Bullfit. No, he's, he's too no, tiny. No, he's just fat. 
Yeah, well, you know, that's what they said about Kevin Owens. Yeah, but Kevin Owens is, like, good. Kevin Owens <laughs> is <laughs> athletic. Yeah, yeah. Be no, I mean, the new Mark Henry is Cesaro. Hmm. Oh, no, he looks a lot whiter than Mark Henry. See, that's why I always thought Baron Sexual Corbin had white a shot. chocolate. Because I always thought Baron Corbin was going to be the one to replace the big show. You could call him sexual vanilla, and then I'll be like, what's vanilla about you? Your personality? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're just a guy. So any other thoughts that anybody wants to mention for different one-to-watch people of the year? Can I give my actual honest answer, no fan to you? If it really was a Ty Dillinger, fuck that shit. Oh, it was Chad it's... Gable. It was Chad Gable. I'm a big fan of Chan Gable. Chad Gable. I think he's great. Yeah, Chan Gable's pretty rare. <laughs> Chan Gable. Good old Jackie Chan Gable. <laughs> Chad Gable. <laughs> what the fuck was that? That was an even worse Seth Rollins laugh. <laughs> is, that Seth, is that Seth's baby face laugh? <laughs> It'd be great if he comes back and he does that. I thought I'd break him up later on. <laughs> right, I think that's it for the one that wants. Uh, so leave your comments below guys tell us who you think are going to end up being the standout superstars of the year whether you agree with us or you disagree with us and if we didn't mention anybody that you think then definitely leave those comments because we'll be curious to see what those people are we have one more thing left to do for this episode and that is the fantasy league coming up in the next part so we'll see you in part 6 Welcome back to the final part of episode 215 of Smack Talk. It's time for the Fantasy League, so I'm going to pass this over to Mike Payton to tell us anything that we need to be aware of. What's going on? Well, with the big acquisition of the four big names from New Japan into WWE, lots of exciting things happening, but it does not change the fact that Drew White's fucking shitheaded losers are still fucking shitheaded losing. In last place with 757 points. Up ahead of them, Sean Walker's Canadian Elephants, 894. Tony Mango's Tony's Tykes, sitting in third, 1484. My team, our time is now 1496. And first place, Stephen Wago's Ricky, the team boat, 1580. Now we've had a little bit of time left between now and Royal Rumble. And the winner of that Royal Rumble, now that they have the World Heavyweight title on the line, is looking at picking up some pretty serious points. So let's see what people have to say about that. And we're going to see if anybody wants to make any trades in the meantime. In first place in the waiver wire is currently Drew White. So, Drew, you're in last place. You desperately could use a good trade here. That is, that is very true. And uh, I've been considering two, uh, three possibly, if you include Triple H. But uh, Lesnar does end up winning the title at the Rumble. He's not going to show up for a few weeks. So, ha- I might have to take Chris Jericho for the sake of he'll be there most weeks. So I'm going to go with Chris Jericho. Who are you dropping? Yeah, who's he replacing? <laughs> Jackass. Mm, <I> <laughs> you know, can't just I, take an extra guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to take Chris Jericho. No, I'm not yeah. dropping anybody. Yeah, and I think I'll uh, pick up Nakamura while I'm at it. So what you're saying is I can't have a bench. No. Okay, fine. Then I guess I'll have to drop Stardust. All right, Chris Jericho taking place of Stardust on the fucking shitheaded losers. Cool. Sean, it comes to you, buddy. Can I drop Wade Barrett, please? 
and uh, pick up Ron Strowman. Sean Walker dropping Wade Barrett, picking up Braun Strowman. Apparently, Tony convinced him about Braun Strowman potentially having a big year this year. Interesting choices, Sean. Mm -hmm. Someone to watch. Uh, That brings it to myself. I am going to drop... Ooh. It's it's a tough one which one I want to drop, Titus O'Neil or Page. I'll drop Titus. They could still do something with Titus. At one point, I thought Page was going to get that women's title for sure. But now it seems like they've kind of lost focus on that. And they're they're doing this whole Charlotte heel thing. See, the issue is with that is they go one diva at a time, the challenge for that. They don't have multiple uh, storylines with the divas anymore. And I feel like Paige is like in the back of the line now. It's going to be Becky and Sasha. Becky. After that match from Raw, I'm okay with it being Becky. No, yeah, I'm I'm not complaining. I'm just saying I think Paige is going to the back of the line now. So I think I think I might actually go with her. I'm going to drop Paige, and I'm going to pick up Triple H. Because you know he's totally winning and doing all the same shit that's happening to WrestleMania. Uh, well, I also know he's going to be on Raw a lot. So, Wago comes to you. Now, is my team still Rain, Charlotte, Owens, Devon, and Callisto? Uh, no, it's Rain, Harper. Charlotte, Owens, Harper, and Callisto. Harper and Callisto. Hmm. Does anyone have Brock Lesnar right now? Nobody has Brock nope. Lesnar right now. I'm going to drop Harper and pick up Lesnar. All right, Mr. Wago dropping Luke Harper, picking up Brock Lesnar. A lot of big names happening there. Tony, we finally come to you. I feel like it's kind of slim pickings. I mean, I bet you're really glad you picked up Xavier Woods last week. It's so slim pickings that I've gotten to the point now where I'm going to just keep that first spot. Okay. I'm not going to do anything until next week or the week after. That's that's not, it's not a bad strategy there. All right. Anybody else have any other trades they want to do before I close this off? Somebody pick Tamina. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Some interesting trades. To recap, Drew White dropped Chris Jericho, picked up Stardust. Sean Walker dropped Wade Barrett, picked up – excuse me. Yeah, dropped Wade Barrett, picked up Braun Strowman. I dropped Paige, picked up Triple H. And Wago dropped Luke Harper, picking up Brock Lesnar. So if you want to keep up to date with what the latest trades are, what the scores, the rosters, the rules, if you want to refresh yourself on them, all of it is available to you if you go to www.wwefantasyleague.com. That will take us into the plugs. So, Sean, you're up first. What do you want to plug for the people? Uh, uh, shit. Put me on the spot. Why don't you? Facebook.com forward slash Premier Pals. Uh, Twitter.com forward slash Premier Pals. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash Sean C1989, where we'll be discussing the Capital One Cup and um, injuries and what more do you need out of life. So, yeah, check out Premier Pals, bitches. Drew. Uh, go to Mick Frickin' Nutkin on YouTube. Go to Drusive White on Twitter and the Mega Maniacs on Facebook. Payton. If you enjoy us talking wrestling, join us live every single Monday night following Raw. Tune to the new MegapowersRadio.com and our server on Mixler. You can join us in the chat room via Twitter and tell us what you thought about Raw. Post questions to us. We like to invite you to be involved all throughout that show, so tune in. And Wago. Uh, you put me on the spot. 
Now, stephenwago.com, at stephenwago on Twitter, and that's Stephen spelled with a P-H. Latest bitches. All right, guys, from my side of the things, for the plugs, go check out the rest hold. All the information is in there, but a little quick quick uh, recap. Go to fanboysanonymous.com for all the geek culture stuff. Go to the All Talk Show on social media to find out whenever we're going to do an episode of that. And keep tuning in to smartoutmoment.com for everything on the wrestling side of things. I'm at Tony Mango and at A Mango Tree on Facebook and Twitter, so follow me there. And I think that that's it for episode 215. We haven't quite figured out what we're going to do for episode 216, so if you have any suggestions, leave those in the comments below. Who knows what might end up picking up one of yours. Might end up being that. Maybe not. I don't know. Week after that, we're going to do our Royal Rumble predictions contest. After that, it's going to be the Royal Rumble post-show. And then at the end of the month, is going to be the mailbag. So start sending in those questions in as well. And then we start building up the road to WrestleMania. So uh, big things happening in 2016 with Smack Talk. Many, many improvements. If you uh, didn't go ahead and check out those 2015 Smart Out Moment Awards, go back and listen to those too. That's it, though, for episode 215. On behalf of all the panelists here, thank you all for listening. I'm Tony Mango. This has been another Smart Out Moment, and we're being counted out. Well, I'm real bad at cooking my life's misery. So I turn and see what's on the WWE. There's a big red machine with a mask on his face. He's fighting for a belt to go around his waist. I think Kane has got a shot. Yeah, I think Kane has got a shot. I think Kane has got a shot. Outro away. <laughs>